This is Ask Me Another. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, your hostess with the mostest answers. <laughs> Let me introduce you to our Ask Me Another puzzle guys, John Chinesky. Hi, Ophira. How you doing? It's great to be back. Great to have you. And Art Chung. Hey, Ophira. You'll be hearing more from them later in the hour as they will lead us in some puzzles to come. And the man who is always making sweet, sweet music, Jonathan Colton. Hello. On stage are our first two contestants. Let's welcome Brendan Sullivan and Alexandra Kalinowski. Hi. You're a PhD student at NYU? I am. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All those student loans you're like, not so much? No, well, not, not too bad. Good. Not too bad. What are you studying? Um, I am getting my PhD in art history. Oh. Um, yeah, I do 15th century art. 15th century art? 15th That's, century that is art, my, yeah. my favorite Very relevant century. relevant today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of jobs available. So. In 15th century art? <laughs> exactly. Kinkos? There's Kinkos. <laughs> That's right. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Welcome. You're going to love our game, I can tell. And Alexandra, you this you are trained in opera. You write and you sing pop. Yeah. You write pop songs? Yes. It's great. It's like being in middle school again. You like go through all those emotions and write them all down and when you read them out loud just as a poem, you sort of want to throw everything away and then as a song suddenly it works. Oh, it's sort yeah. of magic. The, like when you journal and then you put it to song yeah. and like their lyrics. It's so they're therapeutic. Lyrics. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, the first game that we are going to play is called For the Fun of It. Unlike our other games where you win millions of dollars, this game is just for the fun of it. No. Let me tell you how it's going to work. In this game, we're looking for common phrases and song titles that include the words for the. Okay? Uh, like, take a turn for the worse. Isn't that an uplifting example? Oh, yay. Uh, or, for example, I'll do one with Jonathan. In boxing, if you don't get up by the time the referee says 10, you yes. are... You are down for the count. That's you have lost the boxing game. That's right. You're a chump. Yes. For that. I like it in boxing, though, when they get tired and kind of hug each other. Like, yeah, let's just be it's friends. Cute. It's so cute. Yes. So common phrases, song titles with for the in them. And Jonathan, you're gonna, you might help me out with some of these, Yeah, right? I will. I should mention a couple of these are audio cues, uh, so I'll be playing a, a bit of a song, and the song title is the answer. Uh, and uh, you can ring in, but just wait until I'm done, because I'm a very important person. <laughs> he costs a lot, so we're trying to get the most out of him. Okay. And whoever gets the most points will move on to our final round at the end of the show. Ask me one more. Are you ready, contestants? Yes. Yes. We shall begin. Like the Von Trapp family, it's what you would do to escape in a hurry, particularly towards a mountainous region. Head for the hills? Brendan, yes. <laughs> Unless you already live in the hills. No, I don't. In which case, I don't know. What do you do? Take to the woods? Stay where you are. Stay where you are? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's cool. Don't listen to others. On this former hit on Bravo, clueless men got helpful tips from experts in fashion, design, grooming, food, and culture. Alexandra. Queer eye for the straight guy. Queer eye for the straight guy. That's right. <laughs> Subtitled, hey, straight guys, get it together. This is an audio clue. Here we go. 
please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. Been around for a long, long year. Stole many a man's soul and faith. Sympathy for the devil? Brendan, you are correct. Sympathy for the devil. According to Casey Kasem, you should keep your feet on the ground and keep doing what? Fred. Reaching for the stars. Reaching for the stars. He's so positive. Doing great. It's something really nice to look at. You might say it's a large meal for your peepers. Brendan. Feast for the eyes. Feast for the eyes. Very fast. I know, Alex. Feast for the eyes. Okay, now it's time for an audio clue. Yes, here comes your audio clue. You want a piece of my heart? You better start from the start. Everybody's working for the weekend? Yes, yeah. Everybody's working for the weekend! Pride of Canada, lover boy. Okay, quick now. What's the floral nickname for the Kentucky Derby? The floral nickname. They are looking around. They are confused. Can I call Google? Can you call Google? <laughs> Google's not available. Yeah. I think, you know, the horses get something at the end. It's the horses? They do. Uh, race for the, what's the name? I guess roses. That's not the right thing, but never, no, I don't know. That's close. <laughs> I feel bad. That's I close. <laughs> Okay, well, you know what? We're going to put it out to the audience. Does the audience know what... Uh... Run for the roses. Run, Run for the roses. Brennan sort of almost made it to that. Okay, so let's see. Right now... Well, right now, Brendan's got a big lead, but we've got a few more questions. So, Alexandra, you're still in it. It's anyone's game. It's anyone's game, Alexandra. <laughs> <laughs> By that, we mean Brendan's game. <laughs> Anyone's game. Anyone's game. It's, it's anyone's game. Remember, Anything could happen. This is radio, people. It's for the fun of it, okay? <laughs> it's it's for just the for the fun, fun of it, it. anyway. Are you having fun? Because that's all that counts. I'm having a glorious, glorious yeah, time. Good. Yeah, good. In baseball, it's a term for getting a single, double, triple, and home run all in the same game. You have art history and opera in the same place. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get an answer. You never know. You never know what a secret hobby might be. Baseball. That is a secret hobby, isn't it? <laughs> a dirty secret for someone in opera and art history. Wow. It's like when a car swerves into the bike lane. <laughs> wow. Wait, the answer's like that? Yeah, the answer is like that. Oh, no, not you guys. the most confusing clue I've ever heard. I know. Good luck. Okay, yeah, it's sort of the EGOT of baseball. Um, You know what? I'm going to put it out to the crowd. Why not? Crowd? Hitting, yes, hitting for the cycle. I agree. It sounds made up. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Doesn't really, yeah. Okay, we have an audio clue, Jonathan. Yes, we do. My baby, you don't talk sweet, ain't got much to say. Brendan. Let's hear it for the boy. Let's hear it from the boy! <laughs> he was so reluctant to ring that bell. 
Yeah, I think we need to hear a little more of that song, Jonathan. No, I think that's, I think that's <laughs> enough of that song. From, of course, the soundtrack to Footloose. That's right. right? The wonderful Denise Williams. Wonderful Denise Williams, yes, and one of my favorite lines from the movie, there's a time to laugh, a time to cry, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. Oh, close to my heart. Okay. In the 1990s, conservatives tried very hard to shut down this federal agency for giving grants to controversial artists such as Karen Finley and Robert Maplethorpe. National Endowment for the Arts. National Endowment for the Arts. <laughs> Brendan, I love that you went on because you felt you wanted Alexandra to ring in, right? You're starting to develop feelings for your contestant. It's a very common thing that happens in this game. Okay. And because he's so good at it, we have one more final audio clue. Jonathan. Here we go. Blah for the blobby do. Of sentimental verse Of nothing in my purse Of chuckles when the preacher said For better or for worse Thanks for the memories (laughs) Thanks for the memories is right Congratulations, Brandon. You scored more points. You will be joining us in our final Ask Me One More round at the end of the show. How about a hand for Alexandra, fantastic contestant? Thank you guys so much. You made it fun for us. You made it for the fun. You made it for the fun. Thank you. Met us there at the corner stand And she wonders where she is And it's strange to her Some people seem to have everything 9 a.m. on the hour hand And she's waiting for the bell And she's looking real pretty Waiting for her clientele She works hard for the so hard for it, honey. She works hard for it, so you better treat her right. She works hard for the money. So hard for it, honey. She works hard for the money, so you better treat her right. Jonathan. Colton, a song that speaks to me and the 99%. Indeed. That's right. (laughs) Now it's time where we talk about our mystery guest, uh, which is kind of like a blind date, but not as awkward, and our mystery guests always look like their photo. At the end of the show, these are special guests that come on and tell us a little bit about themselves, and then we test their wits in a trivia showdown written just for them. Art, do we have a hint as to who our mystery guest is? We do. This week's mystery guest is all about the love. He loves Liberty floral shirts, he loves Jonathan Adler, and he loves dressing dummies. And I think he loves what you're wearing. Why, thank you. I I like the fact that our mystery guest loves me already. That's a nice thing. Loves dressing dummies. That's interesting. Stupid people are very hard to dress. Thanks, Art. (laughs) If you're listening to us now and thinking, I could do that, great. Prove it. 
Do you want to be a contestant? Find out about us on Facebook or Twitter at NPR Ask Me Another, or you can send us an old-fashioned email to askmeanother at npr.org, and we'll send you a quiz and find out if you have the right stuff. So coming up, we're going to perform a mad word experiment. So fire up your Bunsen burners, plus more trivia, puzzles, and mysteries to come. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. Ask Me Another, NPR show for those of us who read dictionaries for fun. Ah, thick Oxford and the beach, what more could anyone want? I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is resident puzzle expert, John Chinesky. Hi, everyone. And next up on Ask Me Another, we have Janet Bradlow. And Ned Terrell. Now, Ned, you, uh, you're a math major, or you have a math degree. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Oh, that's impressive. Oh, I like that. It's a lot you. of flipping fractions <laughs> for years. Now, uh, Janet, so you are no stranger to the puzzles. No. Uh, your mother started you with puzzles in second grade. Yeah. Evil taskmaster. <laughs> and then you've participated in puzzle crossword tournaments for a while? Uh, yeah, since 1978. Wow. And you were in a three-night Jeopardy run in 2010? Yes. And now, of course, the height of it all. Ask me another. All right. This game is called The Dictionary of Dr. Moreau. The Island of Dr. Moreau is a classic H.G. Wells science fiction novel in which the doctor experiments on animals creating horrific hybrids that eventually, spoiler alert, rise up and destroy him. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is why I don't eat turducken. Smart move. Smart. <laughs> Weird. In our game, we'll be making hybrids of phrases that have the same animal name in them. Uh, for example, if I said, a piece of dung so revered it can't be criticized, you would tell me that is a sacred cow pie. Combining sacred cow and cow pie. You got that? No, they are looking at us like, what are you talking about, you evil, evil scientists? Remember, guys, the animal will be in the middle of the two phrases. It will be at the end of one phrase and the beginning of the other. Whoever gets the most right will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Ready? Ready. Good. Here we go. This fast food chain is finger-licking good... And infectiously itchy. Ned. Ned. Uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken Pox? Yes. <laughs> Auto mechanics like swinging on this playground structure. <laughs> I love the looks of... What could you... Wrench Ned? monkey bars? No, not... Yes, Janet? Grease monkey bars. Grease yes. monkey bars is right. <laughs> Janet for the steal. Very I good. Know. You kind of helped each other. Well done. This patriotic animal has earned at least 21 merit badges, including one for premature hair loss. Janet? Bald Eagle Scout. Yes, Bald Eagle Scout. It's a taunt the artist known as Yusuf Islam heard when he refused to enter the haunted house. 
Scaredy Cat Stevens. Scaredy Cat Stevens <laughs> is right. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, tight game. It's tight, Just right? Just saying, it's a tight game. It is tied right now. Yes. Well, okay. Let's see what. Let's see what happens with this one. Dr. Seuss's longishly titled book about sexy stockings. You might hear about it in an aquarium. Yes, Ned. One fish, two fish, red fish, uh, net stockings. <laughs> All right. That was very good. I'm going to let you, let you try going through it from the beginning to end. Go. Um, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, net stockings. Yes. <laughs> That's uh, part of the adult series of uh, Dr. Seuss. Ned... You have won by one point. Way to go. Well done. Let's hear it for Janet. Janet Bradlow, you were an amazing contestant. Thank you so much. Ned, congratulations. You'll be coming back for our final round at the end of the show. All right. Wow, that was an exciting game, John. I'm all a tingle. (laughs) I know. It's very exciting. Oh, by the way, can you give the audience a clue as to who our mystery guest is? A oh, second sure, clue? Yes. yes. It's my turn for mystery guest clue. Yes, it is. According to Michael Kors, our mystery guest is, quote, a modern Noel Coward with a dash of anti-mame and Liberace thrown in for good measure. Unquote. Wow. Looking forward to that coming up. Uh, Jonathan, I have a question for you. Yeah. Well, actually, I- I'm going to tell you something. Okay. It could embarrass you. Uh, I'm used to that. Uh, I recently found out that in college, you were involved uh, in some very questionable activities. I was young. Yeah. By that, I mean acapella groups. Yes. You were part of something called the Wizard Poofs or uh, something? N- no. They were not called the Wizard Poofs. That some That's sort of a Harry ridiculous Potter? name. They were called the Whiffen Poofs. And I'm proud of my acapella heritage. Oh, audience. (laughs) But that's great, because our next game is about Cole Porter, who, like you, was also a member of Yale University's Whiff and Poofs. Is that real? Come on. Uh, As well as, much like you, one of America's great songwriters. He gave us, of course, I've Got You Under My Skin, Let's Misbehave, and this little ditty. You're the top. You're the Coliseum. You're the top, you're the Louvre Museum, you're a melody from a symphony by Strauss, you're a Bendelbach. Of course, that doesn't mean his lyrics couldn't use a little updating, so what we've done is a little game we're calling Pin It Like Porter. We've asked our audience to rewrite a few lines of Porter's classic, but with modern references. In fact, we've asked them to rewrite these lines. Jonathan, would you like to help me out? Yes, you can tell how dated these are. You're the top, you're Mahatma Gandhi. Who? Who? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're the top, you're Napoleon Brandy. I've heard of that. You're the purple light of a summer night in Spain. No, that doesn't happen. You're the National Gallery, you're Garbo's salary. You're cellophane, which apparently that was an exciting thing. (laughs) Yeah, if that's a compliment, right? Things have changed. yeah. You're sublime. You're a turkey dinner. Hooray. You're the time of a derby winner. That's fast. I'm a toy balloon that's faded soon to pop. But if, baby, I'm the bottom, you're the top. You're the top, yeah. All right. So 
So while we've been busy playing games, our producer has chosen the best two Porter rewrites in our audience. Jonathan will sing each set of lyrics, and then we'll ask you, our studio audience, to vote by applause. Who penned it like Porter the best? Who's the top? Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, we need to uh, call these, uh, these two contestants up to the stage so that we may properly judge and shame you. Uh, is there a, a Nancy Taubenslag in the audience? Come on up, Nancy. The other one is Samantha Hennig. Are you here, Samantha? Nancy and Samantha. Let's hear them kind of like Porter. Okay. So uh, I'm going to play, uh, Nancy, I'm going to play yours first, okay? You ready? You're the top. You're the iPhone Siri. You're the top. You're the Big Bang Theory. You're the mega dough earned from J.K. Rowling's words. You're Blue Ivy's mama. Oh, eight Obama. You're Angry Birds. You're elite. You're Cy Twombly's scribble. You're the heat. Jeremy Lin's dribble. I'm a budget bill stuck on Capitol Hill. I'll flop. But if, baby, I'm the bottom, you're the top. That's pretty good. A little that is great. In, Blue Ivy ron- is in there? Yes, I, I had to look that up myself. Uh, Blue Ivy is Beyonce's daughter, apparently. Uh, okay, Samantha, are you ready for, for your judgment? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. This is, uh, this is Samantha. You're the top. You're the Gates Foundation. You're the top. Your job creation. Your suburban comfort. Two cars and a deck. You're a Gagosian gallery. You're Romney's salary adjusted to pre-tax break dollars. You're Nanotech. You're the bomb. You're a Whole Foods dinner. You're the song of an idle winner. I am backed up hot and faded soon to drop. But just like Beyonce's bottom, you're the top. That is the last line to remember. That yes, is the indeed. last line. Yes, indeed. It's funny how both of them reference Beyonce. She is hot. <laughs> she is hot. All right, audience. Uh, so it's time for you to weigh in and pick who is the top. Both incredible entries. So let's hear it right now for Nancy, our first. Showered in praise. Okay, and how about for Samantha? Okay, I think our audience has picked. That was very close, but I think it's Nancy. So congratulations, Nancy. Both are fantastic lyricists. Nancy, for your uh, extreme talent, we have for you an NPR Music tote bag to put all your future lyrics with I know, OMG indeed. There you go. Another hand for the two of them. Let's welcome our two new contestants, Dan Fayer and Melissa Kirsch. Melissa, you wrote a book, and you're writing another book, but I love the name of your book, The Girl's Guide to Absolutely Everything. What is that book about other than everything? 
Well, there's no trivia in it, and there's, there's, <laughs> there's no, no word trivia. Games, no word games. Okay, it's actual yeah. tips. But it's everything else. Everything else. Yeah, for, for women in their 20s. Like, uh, keep going. Yeah, 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 you go, girl. That kind of, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and Dan, you are a national crossword champion. That's, that's right. I'm a two-time champion of the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament. Okay. Wow. All right. So let me tell you about our game. This next game is inspired by uh, R.E.M. It's called It's the End of the World as We Know It. And Art Chung is back here to explain what this game is about. Afir, if you're like me, you have no idea what those lyrics to that R.E.M. song are, except for the part where they go, Leonard Bernstein. But Jonathan, I think you know more of those lyrics. Yeah, I do. Here's the, the whole line where that, that thing happens. The other night, a dream of nice continental church divide, mountain sit in a line, Leonard Bernstein, Leonette, Brezhnev, Lanny, Bush, Lenza Bank, birthday party, cheesecake, jelly bean, food, music, symbiotic, patriotic, slam, book, neck. Right? Right. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a relief to see these lyrics written out because they never made sense to me before, but now... Now it all's clear. Yeah. It's right. like a secret language. Yeah. Well, particularly the line, Leonard Bernstein, Leonid Brezhnev, Lenny Bruce, and Lester Bangs, actually came from a dream Michael Stipe had where all of the people in the dream were at a party and they all had the initials LB. This is true. I love that celebrities dream about other parties with celebrities. That's what they dream of. <laughs> So this game is about other famous people with the initials LB who might have been at that party. For example, Jonathan, if I said, Michael Stipe thought he saw this LB making out with Humphrey Bogart, you'd say? Lauren Bacall, which is right. That's right, Bogey and Bacall. So you understand the concept. All these celebrities have the initials LB. Okay, contestants, ring in when you know the answer. Whoever gets more right moves on to our Ask Me One More final round. Michael Stipe tried to talk to this LB, but he was pushed back by her Secret Service detail, who will be guarding her until 2018. Dan. Laura Bush. Laura Bush is correct. This LB was standing in the corner wearing a plaid shirt and duck boots, which he'd be happy to sell you online with free shipping from Maine. Melissa. L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean, correct. Michael Stipe steered clear of this 19th century LB, who took an axe and carved a turkey. Whoa. We'll go Melissa. Melissa. I like that, Dan. But you're very fair, Dan. You pointed over. No, it's Melissa. Okay. Lizzie Borden? Lizzie Borden is correct. Lizzie Borden. (laughs) Michael Stipe wanted to play rock band, but this LB kept hogging the guitar and playing his own Fleetwood Mac songs. Dan. Lindsey Buckingham. Correct. Everyone started jumping into the pool, but this LB wouldn't take off his big black robe, which made sense since he was a legendary Supreme Court justice. Dan. Louis Brandeis? Yes, Louis Brandeis. Michael Stipes thought he saw this LB on the balcony throwing $100 bills into the crowd, which he could afford as the CEO of Goldman Sachs. Oh, Dan is hovering the bell. Do I get credit for just a last name? I'm not sure what his first name is. Do you get credit? Wow. Probably probably not, because it's LB, isn't it? It is. His name initials are LB. There's your hint. That's kind of important. Yeah. So you're not answering because you don't want to give her the last name. Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, it's because I don't know. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) 
but that's a good strategy. Do you want to try? Do you want to just make up a first name that might go with that? Sure. Why not? Yes. <laughs> Dan. Uh, Larry Blankfine. No. Oh. <laughs> That Melissa. is a strategy. That, that was, was strategy. It's the rope dope It's fantastic. Is it Lloyd Blankfein? It is Lloyd Blankfein. <laughs> now I feel bad. We sort of taunted Dan into no, telling but... us. <laughs> it, is now, uh, it is now a tie score. This red-headed LB was at the dessert bar, stuffing chocolates in her mouth like it was on a conveyor belt. <laughs> Melissa... Lucille Ball. Correct. That was so unbelievably close, and you guys are amazing. Melissa, you won this round. Congratulations. You're moving on to the Ask Me One More. I can tell there is a lot of mutual respect because you guys played that great. Have a hand for Dan, everybody. Okay, we've reached that part in the show where I'm going to let you in on a little secret. And by that, I mean I'm going to reveal this week's mystery guest. Let's talk about what we know so far. He can make even a dummy look good. And he's a cross between Noel Coward and Liberace. And he will most likely hate what Art is wearing right now. Which is a t-shirt that is airbrushed. It's an airbrushed creation with a happy face on it. And the word art written in bubble letters. I the, got it at a bar mitzvah. You got, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would make sense um, yes. if you were 14. But you're wearing it now. Uh, the t-shirt, I take it, was once white. It was whitish, yes. It was whitish. Yes. But you love that shirt, I guess. I wore it a lot, more f- often and more recently than you would imagine. <laughs> well, I guess that's... Um, very sustainable of you, as we'd like to say. <laughs> Our guest is, of course, the wonderful Simon Doonan. <laughs> For many years, Simon was the creative genius behind the window displays at Barney's, one of the most exclusive high-end department stores. He's a style icon and author of the hilarious book, Gay Men Don't Get Fat. <laughs> You're listening to NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and coming up, we'll get some much-needed style tips from Barney's own Simon Doonan, because some of the people around here have a fashion sense best enjoyed over radio. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR's show for those of you who eat Trivial Pursuit for breakfast. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and joining me is this week's mystery guest, style, fashion, culture icon, Mr. Simon Doonan, everybody. Welcome to Ask Me Another. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Now, uh, for our listeners, Simon is wearing one of his iconic floral shirts. It's a beautiful blue and white. Yeah, give him a hand. It looks fantastic. Now, did you put on that shirt because you were like, I need to dress for radio? (laughs) Um, Yes, and that's the same reason that I put on matching panties. (laughs) 
Oh, he's Hello. showing them to our studio audience. No, not be hilarious to have a joke like that. But that is your thing. You always wear a floral shirt. Would you always? Maybe not always. Maybe when you're hanging well, out in the house. People always ask me for style advice. Yes. And the only thing, I'm not a helpful person, by the way. I always, I give very bad advice. Like run home and throw out all your work clothes or plunge your breasts into ice cold water. Like I give terrible <laughs> advice to people. Can, but can, I, can I ask you one question very quickly? One, what circumstance should we be plunging our breast into well, ice cold weather? That's what I mean. My, I, I'm not that helpful gay. You know, like, <laughs> I give very anarchic, demented advice. But the one useful thing that I do tell people is that um, you should develop a signature flourish. Okay? So it could be oversized eyewear. It could be a little scarf tied thusly. Um, or... It, <laughs> To the side. To the side. Or it could be a flowery shirt. So you need a signature flourish because people will remember you. Oh, there's that little dude with the floral shirt. You know? <laughs> that, I often hear that when I'm walking down the street. <laughs> okay, so you are the... I believe the title is Creative Ambassador at Large for Barneys, which makes me think you're flying around the globe to different Barneys embassies. Is that how it works? It does involve that, and it does involve wearing a sash. <laughs> and um, often when I'm in restaurants, somebody rushes up with a big Bakelite phone and says, this phone call is for you, Ambassador Doonan. So, and I, Ambassador Doonan. That's what it involves. It's, a very, it's very complex. <laughs> it sounds. And I think the at-large is a sort of oblique reference to my lack of height. <laughs> okay. Obviously, you are stylish, fabulous, knowledgeable at all things when it comes to styles and trends. So I actually asked our staff here about some of their more questionable fashion choices that they've made, either presently or in the past. Uh, and I have them here that I'd like you to judge. <laughs> now, we've removed their names to protect them, so feel free to mock away and judge however you see fit. Okay, this is a little quiz we're calling Queer Eye for the Puzzle Guy. How do you feel about wearing pajamas in public? Well, I love any kind of eccentricity. And I think that my thing is, like, if you want to grow a mullet, just grow a really lustrous, long mullet. If you want to wear pajamas in public, wear pajamas all the time. Be the person that wears pajamas. So it's about confidence and conviction. <laughs> There's one thing like wearing pajamas, and then there's belting pajamas, which means you're making a choice. That's what I would say. Uh, how do you feel? Did you see Jonathan Colton's glasses, our musician? Yes. Now, for uh, everybody else, uh, he sort of wears it's sort of 70s folk band inspired frames with purple tints to the lenses, and they are prescription. <laughs> Um, Simon, go ahead. I actually noted his glasses, and I thought, those glasses are great. He needs to wear them, because otherwise he looks a bit too folksy. So he, no offense. Um, he needs the glasses, because as a musician, you must always appear a little bit louche. Louche? And those, you must, you know, to be a musician, a performer, your life should have some component of hedonism. 
Oh, that's louche. Louche is yeah. hedonism. Louche. Ooh, I love louche. I didn't know and, that before. Um, when you when someone takes your picture, louche is a great word to say. Louche. <laughs> instead of instead of cheese, like louche, it's much better. There's a tip. Always See, I am helpful. That is so helpful. Uh, how about the airbrushed happy face T-shirt that Art was wearing from a bar mitzvah he obtained, um, you know, perhaps a decade or two ago? Um, well, I thought it was great. I would like to see it with um, some kind of happy face. You know those wrestler pants that are really <laughs> wide? And, okay, again, a slight lack of conviction. Like... All bets are off. Eccentricity is great. You've got to, like, really go over the top. Turn up the volume. More happy faces. More commitment. Commitment, commitment. darling. Hello. Okay, and lastly, a suede-fringed cowboy jacket worn by a six-foot-seven-inches giant of a man who may also share the stage with us. Um, I'm assuming he's wearing it with nothing else, right? <laughs> You're right, that would be the only acceptable way to wear it. Yeah, absolutely, with really long fringe. <laughs> Simon, I really feel you've given us a great deal of advice. You are unbelievably helpful. I want to say louche all night long, frankly. <laughs> Okay, uh, that was not the actual quiz. We actually have an Ask Me Another challenge for you. Are you ready to take our challenge? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Give him a hand and we'll walk you over to your podium. So, Simon, we have a bit of a fashion quiz for you. And we have you playing for a member in our audience. As people were being checked in, this person was identified as being dressed fantastic. So you will be playing for Rebecca Serber. Rebecca, do you want to stand up? Where are you? So depending how this goes, she may or may not win a prize. Simon? This game is about the perennial question, who are you wearing? <laughs> For example, Jonathan, who are you wearing? I am wearing uh, pants by Dickies. <laughs> that and is the, very loose. And the shirt is by accident, so. <laughs> brave, you are very brave, my friend. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So we want to know how well you know iconic fashions and the people brave enough to rock them. You get five questions right and win. We will begin. Perhaps the most famous little black dress of all time was worn by Audrey Hepburn in the opening scene of the film Breakfast at Tiffany's. Who was she wearing? Hubert de Givenchy. <laughs> you can use it if you want. You can ding in. <laughs> Why not? At the 1999 Oscars, Celine Dion was wildly criticized for wearing a Galliano for Dior white suit and fedora. Why did the fashion police blow the whistle on her? The jacket was reversed. I know. What it was, was she thinking? Oh, it would look great. I thought it was fabulous. She didn't like it. Um, oh, maybe it was her music. Um, <laughs> but you are correct. You are correct. 
For her husband's inauguration in 2009, Michelle Obama wore a yellow gold sheath dress with a matching coat designed by Isabel Toledo. Ms. Obama added her own accessories in the form of green gloves. Who designed the gloves? Um, I actually have no idea. Kellora. Oh, people in the audience, Kellora. All right, audience, go ahead. J. Crew. Gasp. Gasp. I know. At the 1994 premiere of Four Weddings and a Funeral, what actress upstaged her date by wearing a black Versace gown with a plunging neckline held together by gold safety pins? Elizabeth Hurley. Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> For an event celebrating GFK's 45th birthday, Marilyn Monroe wore a flesh-colored gown with 2,500 rhinestones that was so tight... She had to be sewn into it. Mm-hmm. Who was she wearing? <laughs> Simon Doonan. Well, <clears throat> Jean-Louis. Say correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Or Jean Lewis. Jean Lewis. Jean Louis. Okay, at the 2010 MTV Video Music Awards, Lady Gaga made her usual very subtle entrance wearing a meat dress. Designed by Frank Ferdinand's. What cut of meat was it? <laughs> Ferdinand. I'm sorry. Yes. Skirt steak. <laughs> That's right. 40 pounds of it. 40 pounds. Skirt. Which is. That's what, of course, what other kind of steak would you use for a dress? Skirt steak. Makes perfect sense. Your final question. At the 2012 Grammys, Nicki Minaj wore a blood red Versace cape and brought with her a living accessory. What was it? A rabbit aardvark. <laughs> <laughs> that would be one way to put it. Yep. Uh, that is not correct, but I enjoy that image a lot. Does anyone in the audience want to uh, weigh in? She brought an elderly man dressed as the Pope. That is correct. That was her. But you did it. You scored way enough points to award Rebecca with her prize. Rebecca, congratulations. You get a copy, a signed copy of Simon Doonan's book, Gay Men Don't Get Fat. <laughs> Am I done? You are done, Simon! <laughs> Thank you so much. You were fantastic. You're done. Chances are your pants are not as fancy as the pair. Very fancy pants that Mr. Fancy Pants wear. When everybody's marching in the Fancy Pants Parade, he's gonna pass the test. He's gonna be the best. Best in terms of pants. You look in every catalog, you shop in every store. Cause even though you have a hundred pants, you want some more. But suddenly you see the greatest pants you've ever seen. Even though you know it's gonna cost a lot of dough, you have to have the world's best pants. Say a little prayer for Mr. Fancy Pants. The whole world knows it's only clothes, and deep inside he's sad. They make the big announcement, and the trophy goes to you. 
You thought you had some fancy pants and now you know it's true You look at Mr. Fancy Pants and hold the trilby high Everybody cheers while he's blinking back the tears He doesn't even have the best pants Say a little prayer for Mr. Fancy Pants It's all he had But don't feel bad He'd do the same to you Fancy Pants himself, Jonathan Colton Alright everybody, this is what we've been waiting for Our Final round, ask me one more. In this final elimination round, we will determine who is our ask me another champion. So let's have our winners back from our previous rounds. From For the Fun of It, Brendan Sullivan. From the Dictionary of Dr. Moreau, Ned Tyrell. And from the End of the World, Melissa Kirsch. We call this game Repeat Offenders. John, why don't you tell us what this is about? I will tell you. Here at Ask Me Another, we try not to repeat ourselves, but there are a lot of words or phrases that are made up of the same syllables repeated. For example, a person who always does the right thing and acts all superior about it is a goody-goody. In this game, we'll give you the definition, and you have to tell us the repeating syllable or word that fits the definition. You'll only have a few seconds to give us your answer, we're playing this spelling bee style. That is, if you get one answer wrong, you're out. And the last person standing is this week's grand winner. Ready, players? Okay, let's go. Brendan, step up to the mic. Here's the first question. A cheerleader might wave it in the air. Pom-pom. Very good. Ned, it's the flashy term for jewelry. Bling-bling. Bling-bling is right. Melissa, it's what your kid may call a minor scrape or cut. Boo-boo. Yes. It's the nickname of a famous prison located north of New York City. Sing Sing? Yes, Brendan. It's an outdoor game that involves keeping score with tiny pencils. Putt-putt? Yes. Yes. Melissa, it's a situation that's good for everyone. Win-win. Win-win, that's right. It's a Middle Eastern dish made from bulgur wheat. Couscous. Yes. Ned, it's a breed of guard dog from China. Chow chow. Chow chow's right. <laughs> Melissa, it's a score you're happy to get from the ophthalmologist. 2020. 2020's right. Wow, they're good. <laughs> All right. Brandon, it's the Hawaiian name for a popular type of fish. Three seconds. Okay, moving on to Ned. Ned, it's the Hawaiian name for a popular type of fish. Mahi-mahi. Mahi-mahi is right. Okay. <laughs> Melissa, it's a blood-sucking fly that transmits sleeping sickness to humans. Tsitsi. Tsitsi is right. Ned, it's a pedal that's used to make a guitar sound like someone speaking. Three seconds. Let's move to Melissa if she can get it. Melissa, it's a pedal that's used to make a guitar sound like someone speaking. Wah-wah. Wah-wah-wah-wah-wah. Yes! Melissa, Melissa is our winner. 
Congratulations, Melissa Kurse, you are a winner. And I am so jealous of our grand prize. Here is what you are going to get. You're going to get lunch at Barney's with Simon Doonan, where he will give you a personal closet consultation. That is right. Congratulations. I know. Amazing, right? Give another hand, everybody. Puzzle czars have been John Chinesky. Hey, you know, my name anagrams to Oh Heck Ninjas. And Art Chung. Narc Thug. The man behind the music is Jonathan Colton. Thou Jolta Cannon. Additional puzzle writing contributed by Trip Payne. Tiny Paper. And Greg Pliska. Sparkle Gig. Our supervising audio engineer is Paul Ruess. Us True Pal. And our house sound engineer is David Hurtkin. Ugh, Trenton Diva. With production help from Eleanor Kagan. And Orange Lake. James Ramsey. Mama's Jersey. And Zach Mellert. Call me Hertz. Ask Me Another supervising producer is Jesse Baker. Jab Seekers. Our executive producer is Eric Newsom. Curian Zen. We'd like to thank the Bell House here in Brooklyn, New York. Hot Heel Blues. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR.